Kyle Richards said, not today, trolls. She is standing up for her estranged sort of ex-separated husband, Mauricio, uh, defending him against fans that are dragging him for not attending her friend's celebration of life. Shannon Doherty is talking about her firing from 90210, opening up with Jason Priestley. We're going to get into all of that, so get ready, Freddie. You're listening to No Filter with Zach Peter, your go-to source for all the latest pop culture and reality TVT, surf fresh all week long. Now, let's dive in. What up? How's it going, everybody? Um, I hope you're having a wonderful Tuesday morning. Hope your week is off to a great start. Um, I just wanted to, if you haven't done so yet, I wanted to let you know that I am going to be returning to the Bourbon Room. Holla! The Bourbon Room in Hollywood on February 14th. I am doing this their Valentine's Day show. It'll be a special no-filter night of love. I will have some of my boys there. Josh from Louisiana will be there. Evan Real from Page Six will be there. Andy Lawani from What's Trending will be there. Jeff Epstein uh, from the Manic Podcast will be there. Jeff, Evan, and Josh have done the show before. This will be Andy's first time. You've seen Andy on my Instagram. You guys thought I was banging Andy recently. Um, listen, I can't. I literally can't post any dude on my Instagram without people think that we're people thinking that we're banging. So there we go. Oh, look at. And I've got her tickets, guys. If you got your tickets, let me know so I can give you a shout out. I know Deborah. Was it Deborah? Who was it? Diane. Diane Barnett DM'd me. She got four tickets this morning. I can't wait to meet you and your girls, Diane. Um, we do have spe- special packages. So if you want to come solo, you can totally come solo. If you want to bring a date, bring a friend, bring um, a Bumble date, bring your mistress, whoever you want to bring, you can bring them and get a couple's package. You save a little money if you get the couple's package. Or you can get our Galentine's Day package. Galentine's Day package is for four guests, four people. You get your own VIP booth. You get a complimentary bottle of rosé during the show. You get access to our pre-party. It's all, all going to be a good time. You can also live stream the show if you're not in L.A. We have some very special guests, some of your favorites, some who you've seen on television recently. Um I'm sure we will be announcing some of them very soon. So stay tuned for that. It's been quite, quite the fun time. Familiar faces, old faces, new faces, all the faces. So come check them out. Oh, all right. Um, that's it. You can get your tickets at nofilterlive.com or the, there is a link in the description below. Um, oh, look at this. I'm literally about to buy my ticket and just freaking fly. Do it, girl. Do it. Do it. Do it. Let's get it. Get it. Get it. Ooh, Danielle got her live stream tickets. Get it, Danielle. All right. Um, are we ready to dive in? Should we start with Kyle? Did you guys see what did? Oh, the oh, the Salt Lake City finale or the tr- reunion finale. Did you guys watch that? I have not watched it yet. Do not give me any spoilers. Damn it. I don't want any damn spoilers. So um, I have not yet seen it. So. But I will be recapping it on Wednesday night with Josh, boy, my buddy, Josh from Louisiana. He will be here Wednesday evening on YouTube, youtube.com slash JustPlainZach. There you go. You can get it. Um, All right. Let's talk about Kyle Richards because she's like, don't come for my ex-man. Oh, duh. Today's Tuesday. The finale's tonight. Nobody has spoilers because nobody's seen it. I'm a cotton-headed ninny-muggins. Okay. Kyle 
Richards posted on her Instagram story defending Mauricio because everyone's like, oh my God, Mauricio wasn't there for Kyle and he should have been there for Kyle. He should have been there at Lorene's celebration of life and he, and he wasn't and that's so rude. Why you gotta be so rude? Don't you know I'm human too? And Kyle's like, no, don't you come for my man. She posted. Um, it was a clip from the after show where they're talking about it. And Sutton's like, that's so rude that he didn't come to support his wife. And I told you he cheated on her. And so now, <clears throat> oh, yay. Um, Arik said her Zach Pack hoodie is on the way to Norway. Woo, woo. International shipping out to Norway. Guys, when you get your merch, please send me pics. Tag me on your Instagram story so I can give you a shout out. Um, okay. Kyle Richards posted, I want to clarify this. I did many times then, but I guess I need to again. Mo offered to cancel his trip multiple times, even though there were many people involved in this trip. I told him he did not need to do that. The date of the event was changed last minute, and none of the other men were attending. I had a lot of support around me that night. It's not fair to put that on him. Which, I guess... So she's claiming that the date of the event changed at the last minute. So he was going to stay. He was going to be there. I mean, here's the thing, too. Here's what I'll say about this. He should have been there regardless. Whether she said, I don't need you there, she he still should have been there. He still should have shown up for his wife. He should have shown up to support her, to be there for her, whatever. He should have been there, period, end of story. Um I mean, if the date did change at the last minute and and he couldn't, he was out of town and like couldn't physically be there, sure. But at the same time, it's also like, but why didn't she want him there? Some people were saying that Kyle was very calculated and she knew what she was doing by not having him there and she knew the optics of that. But I mean, it kind of seems like that wasn't really the optics of that now that she's talking about it and defending him and defending why he wasn't there. I still think he should have been there. Um, I think he should have canceled his trip regardless. This was a very special event. It was a very special night. I mean, I get, I mean, she had Morgan there. She had Kyle or uh, she had Teddy there. She had the cast there. I don't think she really cared about the cast, but she had Teddy there and she had Morgan there. Was Erica there? Why was Erica not there? Do I, am I tripping? Was Erica not there? She wasn't there, right? And if so, why? I have questions. But, I think Mauricio absolutely should have been there. And I think that that was probably, I don't think he was able to show up for her emotionally. And I think that's probably why she got so close to Morgan is Morgan was able to show up for her emotionally. And now we're, we're kind of seeing it all shake out. But now she's even trying to like hide Morgan from the public. Cause we saw that she was just in Mexico celebrating her birthday and Morgan was supposedly there, but like Morgan wasn't in any of the photos, but the paparazzi caught Morgan saying that she was there. So I don't know. End up says Kyle is totally calculated, though. Same reason she was flaunting Morgan the past year. And then on the last girl's trip, she was hiding her from the paps. I mean, I don't know. Oh, Erica was sick. Got it, got it, got it. That, sorry, I didn't remember that, guys. That was I blocked that out. So Erica wanted to be there, but she couldn't be there because she had the Rona. Got it. Michelle says, I think Kyle didn't want Mauricio there, but then when she saw the backlash she was getting once it played out, she stepped in since she knew she orchestrated it that way and wasn't entirely his fault. Yeah, I think he should have been there regardless. I think he should have pushed to be there to support her, but I don't think she wanted him there. I think she was cool if, if he didn't show up and didn't come. 
And once the backlash came, it made sense. Or it makes sense that she's now coming out to defend him because it was her choice to not have him there, which she kind of does say, you know, in her Instagram story by saying, like, I, you know, told him it was okay to not be there. I just think he couldn't be there for her emotionally. And she's like, why am I going to have you here physically if, like, I just, I don't need you? Which is kind of sad when you think about it and, like, really speaks to, like, the ending of their relationship, the ending of their marriage. Oof. Um, let's see. Should we talk about Shannon DeHorty? We have the new episode of Beverly Hills, which is dropping on Wednesday. We have the Salt Lake City reunion finale, which drops tonight, Tuesday. So two very good episodes. We have Vanderpump Rules that comes back next week. Do you guys want uh, VPR recaps? Right? That would be kind of fun if we did VPR recaps um, on our Wednesday night lives. Let me know if that's something you'd be interested in. Um, And if so... Do you want me to keep Josh here on Wednesday nights or would you like me to bring somebody new in to help with VPR? Let me know. Let me know. Let me know. Um, we have Summer House that's coming up at the end of the month. We had Dorinda Medley who was calling out Heather Gay. Speaking of, um, speaking of Salt Lake City, Dorinda was not happy that Heather lied about the black eye. She's like, she lied to us, which I mean, technically she did. She did lie to us because she had an, she's like, she lied to us. She lied to the production, which I get Dorinda's, you know, kind of being upset about this because it's true. She had a whole investigation launched. I mean, I guess now we're finally going to get into how Jen Shaw gave Heather Gay the black eye. Looks like they're moving forward with it despite Jen Shaw's, you know, threats to, uh, threats to sue but you know i don't know guess we'll see we will see what heather gay has to say i'm sure she's got a lot to say but now we're gonna finally get into it all we're gonna mention it all (sighs) well before we dive into all of the shannon dehardy of it all Do you guys want a New Year's resolution that won't have you tangled in an elliptical or eating the world's most depressing salad? Well, here's one. You can smell better naked. Lumi has been a game-changing whole-body deodorant designed by an OBGYN to not only work on your pits, but to also work on your feet, to work on your privates, and basically anywhere else you get some odor. No matter where you use it, Lumi is clinically proven to block odor all day long thanks to its one-of-a-kind pH-optimized formula, and they've got over 275,000 five-star reviews to show for it. I have this toasted coconut deodorant, which is so yummy. It smells like delicious and buttery, and when I put it on, I'm just like, like, I just want to eat me up. Um... It's my personal faves, though, are their deodorant wipes. You guys know I love a a good deodorant wipe when you're traveling, when you're on a plane, when you're on the go. Like, you know, it just you do a little wipe, you freshen everything up. I think, you know, they're perfect for on the go, perfect for traveling when you're in between when I'm in between tapings or you're in between just life moments. They're perfect for keeping you fresh. They definitely keep me nice and fresh. So I'm always smelling cute. But if you want to make the switch to Lumi this year, you'll be head to toe, fully confident, this 2024, no salads required. Special offer new customers get $5 off Lumi starter pack with our exclusive code and link. Just use code NOFILTER at LumiDeodorant.com. That's code NOFILTER at Lumi, L-U-M-E, deodorant, D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. And also, 
Get started on your New Year's resolutions with Factor so that you're ready for the new year. Factor's ready-to-eat meal delivery takes the stress out of meal planning and sets you up for success in the new year. Skip the grocery store, skip the prep work, skip the cooking fatigue. As I told you guys, I've been doing... um, Orange Theories Challenge, so I'm trying to get my body right, and I want to make sure that my meals are right as well. Factor helps me, you know, stay smart. Instead, you know, of take and take out, you can get chef-crafted, dietitian-approved meals delivered right to your door with over 35 meals to choose from per week, including options like keto. That's the one I'm currently on. We have Calorie Smart. There's vegan. There's veggie and more, plus over 55 weekly add-ons. You'll have a ton of nutritious and flavorful options to kick off your resolutions. When things get hectic, Factor is flexible, so you can change up your order every week with plans from 4 to 18 meals per week, or you can pause it like Dorinda, or you can reschedule. Make sure your deliveries are on your schedule. So even if you need a special occasion meal, Gourmet Plus is the perfect solution if you're looking for that fast upscale option done easily. Mwah! Head to factormeals.com slash nofilter50 and use code nofilter50. That's nofilter50 to get 50% off. That's code nofilter50 at factormeals.com slash nofilter50 and get that 50% off. Mm. Okay, you guys know I'm a Shannon Doherty fan. I loved Shannon Doherty. I used to, when I would watch 90210 reruns later on, um, after it was off the air because I didn't watch it when it was live. I was a little too young. But I did I did love me some 90210. I also loved Charmed. That's where I first was introduced to Shannon Doherty. Loved her on Charmed. The first three seasons, the first four seasons of Charmed are the best. Shannon was in the first three. She had Holly Marie Combs on the podcast recently, which we dove deep into and how Alyssa Milano got her fired from Charmed. Well, now she's talking about her firing from 90210. She had Jason Priestley on her podcast. Jason Priestley played Brandon. Brenda and Brandon, they were the brothers. Or sorry, they were the siblings. She, Jason played her brother. They weren't the brothers. They were the siblings. But so she talks about her marriage to Ashley Hamilton. Remember her first husband? Which I guess I didn't even realize. She was young during that marriage. How old was she? How old was Shannon Doherty in 90210? Oh, it says she's 52 years old. She's currently 52 years old. Um, so if she's 52 now... 90210 came out when? 1990, which was 34 years ago. So let's do the math. 34 minus 52. 34 minus 52 equals 18. Wow. So she was 18, 19, 20. Wow. So she was she was really young. She was married to Ashley Hamilton in 93 to 94, which was the final season of um of 90210 that she was on. So in that final season is when she got married. So if she was 18 in, trying to work through all of this in my head, guys. She was 18 in 1990. Then she was 1920. She was 21 at the time. Wow. So she was married to Ashley Hamilton. Not very long. It was only, what, about a year? If that. Interesting. She's 52 now. Um, But so she talks about that marriage and she talks about how hard that marriage was for her. 
So she says that things in her marriage made it really hard for her to be consistent on and on time at work. So that's kind of why, because she was known as, you know, she was drama on set. She was always late. She was, you know, never really, you know, I guess there were just like all these rumors that she was difficult to work with on set. She says that she knows that it was hard on the cast. She knows that it was hard on the crew because of her inconsistency, but she just wishes that someone would have sat her down and explained that if she didn't pull it together, she would have been fired. So I guess she didn't really realize the uh, ramifications of her actions with, you know, her inconsistencies. She does take accountability for it and, and says, like, listen, my actions are my actions. I just wish I would have had someone that could have given me a little bit more tough love, you know, and told me that, you know, I needed to get my shit together. Like I said, she does take responsibility. She doesn't blame anybody else for her actions or for her getting fired. But she does note that it was really tough. She had her father who was really sick that she was trying to deal with. And then she had her husband who had been an addict. So she's kind of outing Ashley Hamilton, saying that he was uh, he was an addict and he would become very violent at times. And so it kind of sounds like that's why she was a bit of a party girl was to kind of escape him. Or at least when they would party, he would take things a little too far. But she said that she was even scared to leave the house because she was afraid that he would leave to go buy drugs. So he was heavily addicted. He was deep into his addiction. Jason Priestley even says that he wishes he knew more about this so that he could have helped her out of that. But it seemed like she was keeping this from everyone and just trying to deal with it on her own. And listen, that's a lot when you're 21 years old, just able to drink for the first time. So now you're out able to party a little more freely. Um... You're famous. People think that, you know, you're at the peak of your career and you're, you know, on a really popular show. It's three seasons deep. It's doing really well. You're making good money. Um, I get it. You know, her dad being sick, I think, was something she probably wanted to escape from, which is why she dove into the party days or why she probably even dove into um marriage right I think she thought that this guy could provide some sort of stability or love for her and obviously he wasn't able to do that but even Jason Priestley said that it made it really tough for him as an actor because he couldn't really connect with her and he had to play a character that was so close to her character because they were siblings in the show you know the Walsh family was very much an anchor on 90210 you had the parents and you had the two siblings that it's like the show centers around this family, even though the show is about the high school and all the kids in high school, the family is very much a big part of the show. And he's like, and it's hard when there are three of us in this family that are showing up for our job. And then you have Shannon Doherty, who's Brenda, who's one of the four core. And she's not able to like engage or connect with us. But she says that she wishes that her life she wishes she had her life more together. And she wishes that she would have left her relationship a lot sooner it does make me think about Aaron Spelling and how much he knew about what was going on in her life at that time because he definitely seemed to like have a soft spot in his heart for her, especially when she ended up doing Charmed and um, he brought her back in. And he remember when she was talking about that and how he really fought for Shannon and whatever Shannon wanted to do, you know, however he could please her and make sure that she signed on for the show. And remember Aaron and Shannon both said that they wouldn't do the show without Holly Marie Combs. And they were, you know, the ones that fought for Holly to be on the show, even though the network didn't really like her because she didn't have enough star power. She didn't have enough uh, of that it factor. So it makes me think like, did Aaron see something? Did Aaron see traces of, you know, Shannon really struggling? Maybe he did, right? With knowing that she 
had her dad who was sick and in the hospital and just kind of seen what a wild child she was, I think he definitely had a soft spot in, in his heart for her. But it's interesting because Tori Spelling has recently come out and talked about how she had a role in getting Shannon fired and how much she regrets that now because she says that she remembers the day that Shannon and Jenny Garth got into like a physical fight out, I think it was like in the parking lot or like out in front of their trailers on the, I mean, parking lot is a loosely used term because they have like those big lots that they film these shows on, but they got into a fight outside and like it got physical and Tori, you know, freaked out and called her dad to rat on Shannon. And then ultimately, you know, shortly after is when Shannon Doherty got fired. So Tori has since come out and said that she regrets her role in getting Shannon fired. Interesting because it's like Tori helped get Shannon fired from 90210 and then Alyssa Milano helped get Shannon fired from Charmed. Alyssa Milano never came out and said anything about that though. It seemed like she never addressed it. It was such a big story at the time where everyone's like, oh my God, she got her fired. Um, Interessante, interessante. Yeah. Did you guys watch 90210? Did you watch Charmed? Did you like Shannon Doherty? What do you remember about Shannon at that time? I remember she was definitely like a tabloid fixture and there was always something going on about Shannon. <sighs> um, Austin and Craig, you guys are opening up a new bar. Austin and Craig from Southern Charmed. They've partnered up with Uptown Hospitality Group. They're opening up a new bar in Charleston called, by the way, BTW, by the way, guys, uh, after, so they have their podcast, which is, um, what was it? Something beer, beer and, oh God, why do I not remember the name of their podcast? But anyway, they have their podcast that did really well. They went and traveled around the country doing a podcast tour. They're now bringing, uh, a new bar to Charleston. They want it to be like comfy and intimate, but also a little upscale. So that would, it's somewhere that the locals can go pillows and beer. Yes, that's right. Pillows and beer is the name of their podcast. So, but they want like an intimate spot that the locals can come and feel comfortable at, but also that, you know, people that are traveling in because they said now it's become a much bigger touristy spot and a lot more people are traveling into Charleston. They want it to be like a hot spot that, that people, that the travelers can come and check out to, to feel that Southern charm, but also know that it's a staple for the locals as well. And some people were like, I wonder what, what Leva thinks of this because obviously she has her spot and she has Southern hospitality and now the boys are going to try to compete with her. And Leva commented and she's like, listen, I'm very proud of them. So good for Leva for being a good sport. Good for the boys for, you know, keeping things, mo keeping things moving, continuing to invest. Craig's pillow business or his sewing business is going really well. He has his little pop-up shop that's doing really well. He has the podcast that's doing well. Didn't he have a book? Oh, yeah, he did have a book. We read his book. He was on my podcast talking about his book. What am I doing? Uh, what am I thinking? <laughs> but, yeah, so we have Lil Craggy. Craggy's doing the best, doing the most, trying his best to to keep it alive. And good for him. He's also trying to help uh, Austin get his shit together, which – we know Austin needs help get, getting and keeping his shit together. Austin Kroll. Um, yeah, my God, you guys. There have been so many like comments and responses to the stuff about Anne-Marie that I covered on the podcast. And then I did like a, a TikTok reel about it. Um, talking about Anne-Marie and how people like, well, she claimed she was a doctor. And I was like, well, no, she actually never claimed that she was a doctor. Crystal claimed that Anne-Marie claimed that she was a doctor, but like we have no proof that Anne-Marie ever said that she was a doctor. She's used the term nurse anesthesiologist. However, as we 
discovered on the podcast yesterday or on Monday. And as I revealed in the TikTok and Instagram reel that I posted, Anne-Marie has never claimed to be a doctor. And even when she has used the term nurse anesthesiologist, that is a widely adopted term that is now being used to describe CRNAs. So they've now been, they're now using the term nurse anesthesiologist versus nurse anesthetist. And I was even talking to one of my friends who is a nurse and I was asking, I was like, what do you think about this? And he's like, if anything, that probably helps clarify what CR, CNR, CRNAs actually do because I don't think many people know what a nurse anesthetist is, but it would make sense if they, uh, now that they're saying nurse anesthesiologists. They're not saying physician anesthesiologists, but I can also understand how maybe Crystal may have misinterpreted that um, because if she says, oh yeah, I'm a nurse anesthesiologist, then Crystal may have been like, oh, she says she's an anesthesiologist. I don't think she ever said, I'm a doctor, but I think Crystal is kind of, but like, here's the thing. Why are we believing Crystal all of a sudden? Why are we giving Crystal's words so much weight all of a sudden when historically in the past, Crystal has not always been the most honest or upright or her perception of reality doesn't always align to, you know, the objective reality. If, you know, we can say that. Remember when Sutton came to give her a coat and she's like, oh my God, I felt so violated. And they're like, she brought you a coat. And Chris was like, I felt violated. That's how I feel. That's my truth. And then last season, remember, that was another thing that came up where she's like, Sutton said something that was so dark. And Sutton's like, no, I didn't. And she's like, yes, Sutton said something that was so dark. And everyone's like, well, what did she say? And she's like, it's so dark. And then later at the reunion, she's like, well, that was just my perception of it. My per- I can perceive it however I want to perceive it. And if I want to perceive it as so dark, then I can perceive it as so dark. And it's just like, really? You and your feelings need to, you know, get that shit in check because the way you can potentially harm people's reputations with your perception of reality, with your truth is not okay. Like we can't just be like, this is my truth and this is the absolute truth and this is the only truth. You can say this was, you know, again, we don't know from what we do have, which is footage. Anne-Marie has never claimed to be a doctor, and she has never said that she is an anesthesiologist. She has always made it very clear that she is a nurse. She is a CRNA. Made that very clear multiple times. If you watch the after show, she does talk about how it is an acceptable term to say nurse anesthesiologist now, which the um, ANAA have adopted. That started in 2021. So that is newer. That is recent. That has come with some sort of pushback from the medical community, from doctors or physicians specifically, but not everyone. Like I said, my friend who is a nurse, and I was talking to him about that. And he's like, listen, if anything, I think, you know, switching from nurse anesthetist to nurse anesthesiologist does make sense as long as you're clarifying that you are a nurse anesthesiologist. So, you know, But that is an acceptable term to use. It's a newer term that is being adopted by the medical community, but it is an acceptable term to use. (sighs) My goodness. Um, MDs did not respond well to the change of the nurse titles because it's very confusing for patients. Well, is it though? Do patients know what a nurse, what uh, an anesthetist is? I don't know what... That I don't know what an anesthetist is. I would think it had to have had to do with um, like an esthetician, right? Which is like a facial person, right? 
So that that would, as a patient, as a layman, that's what I would have thought. But anesthesiologist, I understand what that is. So nurse anesthesiologist would make more sense to me. And when my nurse friend explained this to me, I was like, oh, it does make sense within that context. So there you go. I was just surprised at how many people like are really just hell bent on hating Anne Marie for the sake of hating Anne Marie. And I'm like, my God, you guys, we haven't even seen that much of her on on this on the show. And they're like, well, I just don't like that she's talking. She's like digging into Sutton's medical condition. And I'm like, really? Because all you fucking ruthless and toothless bitches on Twitter dig into everything about everyone. You dig up people's past. You dig up their old tweets. You dig up. I mean, people are sending me stuff about Anne Marie in college. And, like, was sending me her high school photos of, of when she played a sport in college. And I'm like, how the fuck did you even get that? You don't think that's a violation? You don't think that's too much? I mean, these women dive into marriages and finances. Remember how much they dug into Erica for the past two seasons? Now they're digging into Kyle's marriage? Like, hello? But all of a sudden... Anne Marie, who works in the medical field, which none of, none of these fucking losers on the internet work in the medical field, and Anne Marie happens to have a medical opinion, because that's her point of, you know, that's her 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 field that she works in. So she's allowed to have a medical opinion more than these people on the internet. Like Sutton didn't have a law degree, but she was out there poking into Erica's, you know, situation with Tom. As did Crystal last season. Remember, Crystal's like, you should return the earrings. And Erica's like, I am holding on to them and I'm appealing them for legal reasons. And, and Crystal's like, she should return the earrings. Crystal, you're not a fucking lawyer. Shut up. By that same, sorry, by the same rubric that people are now judging um, Anne-Marie question. And listen, I'm not trying to defend Anne-Marie. I don't even really, like, feel one way or the other about Anne-Marie. I've always been very clear that, like, uh, we have to give her time before we can b- have a fully baked opinion. Is the esophagus storyline dumb? Yes, it's dumb. It's annoying. I'm over it. I don't want to talk about it anymore. But like, come on. That's what these women do. They pry into every single piece of it. They want to pick apart everybody's lives. And that's how they make these storylines. You know, I think the esophagus storyline is dumb. But yeah. Can we please have the same energy for Salt Lake? Because I don't think Monica committed any crimes morally or Bravo court of law. Um, well, that's a little dicey because Monica was technically stalking Jen Shaw and passing by her house and filming. So stalking is a crime. <laughs> that is not legal. You cannot just drive by people's homes and film outside of their homes. Um, and on top of that, she was tro- like she was aware that these women were being trolled. She was aware of who was doing that, and yet she infiltrated this group. So there was a level of deception from Monica. So I understand some of the outrage. Did she break the law necessarily? I mean, no. Um, but there was a level of deception. So I understand the women being upset with Monica. The audience being upset with Monica. I mean, I think the audience, from what I see, is the opposite. They seem to be. Um, you know, supporting Monica and they like Monica and they want to see Monica back, even though they think Monica's batshit crazy, but I think that's probably why they want Monica back. So, yeah, I understand Anne-Marie talking about Sutton's esophagus a little, a little, but she took it too far. She won't shut up about it. And that's what's annoying, Lauren. That's the part. And But listen, she's come out and she's like, listen, I get it. I realize I talked about it too much. I realize I pushed it too much. But also we're getting the edit of it, right? Like there was a lot more footage that was filmed of Anne-Marie for whatever reason to fit whatever the, the overarching storyline is. That's just what we're choosing to focus on to meet this season storyline. So the editors are focusing on just that. 
Um, I'm sure there's a lot more. Listen, if she spent two hours talking about Sutton's esophagus, I'm sure that there were hours upon hours upon hours of her talking about other stuff that wasn't Sutton's esophagus. So, yeah. Tis what it is. All right. Well, on that note, guys, get your tickets to my show, my live show, November 14th on Valentine's Day at the Bourbon Room. Come on out. Spend Valentine's Day with me. Come be my Valentine. My Valentine. Um, There we go. November 14th, I will be live at the Bourbon Room in Hollywood with some very special guests. Get your tickets now at nofilterlive.com. That's nofilterlive.com. Or you can click the direct link in the description below. We'll take you straight to the ticketing page. So click the link in the description below. Come on out. Mark your calendar. We do have special couples promos. We have a special Galentine's Day promo. If you have a party of four that you want to bring on out to the show, special VIP booth, complimentary bottle of rosé, VIP across the board. Let's get it, get it, get it. Question, is the editing department a part of the production company? Ooh, that's a good question. I don't know. I bu- I would assume so. Yeah, because they're the production companies. They're producing the show, so I would assume. Um, oh, yay. Reality with Kristen Marie is coming on out. She got her ticket. Yay. Holla. Holla, holla, holla. Mallory says, I love these morning lives. So fun to chat with everyone. I agree. Have a great day, everyone. Uh, you can always follow me at Just Plain Zach all over the internet. Follow the podcast at No Filter with Zach. Catch an all-new episode of Morally Corrupt on the Ringer Reality TV podcast with me and Chelsea Stark-Jones. We'll be recapping Real Housewives of Miami and Southern Charm. So catch that dropping later today if it's not out already when you're listening to this. And get your tickets. NoFilterLive.com. I'll see you soon. Talk to you later. Ciao for now. Love you. Mean it. Bye.